0: Welcome to another chapter of Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast, where we give you a deeper look into your favorite Christian authors and the inspirations, research, and methodology that goes into writing the books you love to read. Here's your host, Jamie Vaughn. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Vaughn with Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast. And on today's episode of the Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast, we have Danny Petrie. And she's here to talk to us about her new novella called The Shifting Current. Hi, Danny. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, what can you tell me about the book without giving too much away? sure so the shifting current actually kind of came about by readers mm-hmm. um I, it was part of my coastal guardian series and it was only supposed to be three books which i finished and there's this couple logan and emmy that readers just attached to and mm-hmm. wanted to know more about and so as the series i was on the last book and um I was asking my editor, I'm like, readers are asking, readers are asking. He's like, well, we can't have three couples in one book, which I understand. So he said, why don't you go ahead and do a novella for him? And so that's really where the story kind of came from. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I kind of, I took it from there. And so it's, it's a story you can read uh, as a sequel to the series, but if you haven't read the series, it does a standalone. Um, The couple uh logan's grandfather unfortunately is murdered and he gets a phone call and his grandfather lives in north uh new mexico and they head out to new mexico for the case and so the case is kind of completely separate just the two of them on it he goes Mm -hmm. out she goes to help him and so it's kind of their adventure away from the rest of the team although the team still pops in here and there to check on them so Gotcha. So, well, that has to be really gratifying that the fans are asking for more of this yeah. series. Yeah, it was so it was so exciting to to get reader emails and, and just to have them attached to the characters so much. Mm-hmm. And I love them and wanted to tell their story, but I probably wouldn't have got away with it if my readers hadn't kept asking. So I'm really thankful they did. Yeah. Well, that's an important lesson. Viewers, if you love a story, continue to tell the author so they can tell the publisher. Because the publishers want to know what you're wanting to hear and read. Absolutely. Yeah. Very true. So, what was your inspiration for um setting it in like what wasn't the first series set in North Carolina? And yes. then moved it over to New Mexico. So why change the location completely? Yes. Oh, great question. So um I actually lived in New Mexico for about cool. seven years. Went yes. to high school and college there, met my husband there. We're both from the East coast. We grew up about an hour apart, but we met in New Mexico of all places. Mm-hmm. And so it has a special place in my heart. Um, I still have family there and um, I'm launching a new four book series next year, early next year. It takes place in New Mexico. So I thought it was kind of a fun bridge book between okay. the two series actually to, to go out and, and write one there and, and then start a new series out there mm-hmm. as well. So your overreaching theme seems to be about coming to peace with yourself. How does that play out for Emily and Logan? Yes. So, yes, Um, I think especially with Logan, um, Logan suffered a tragedy as a child, and he's just never come to peace with that, Um, Mm -hmm. never really come to forgive himself. And he kind of thinks he's too far gone for God to forgive him because of what happened. Um, And really he gets to the point, um, through the story and through the love story of the two, um, and God working in his heart to realize that nobody's past God's love and that, you know, what, you know, he was a child at the time. And, um, so yeah, he's finally able to kind of find that like restoration and, and the peace that you can only get for God from God. So, yep. Mm -hmm. So what surprised you most about writing this story? that's a good question um I think a couple things I think one Emmy was a little bolder than I realized she was and just and just um more confident I think in some ways than I realized um and that was kind of fun to see her you know um I don't plot my books I I just write and so seeing her just kind of come to her own I think you know, as she's grown throughout the series was really fun. And then writing the series itself, um, I um, it's been years since we lived in New Mexico. So I did some research and I couldn't believe like how it's grown or places have changed or, you know, how much I just still needed to like go back and relearn. So that was a lot of fun as well. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, You said that you don't plot your books out. And I've talked to a lot of authors and I love hearing their writing process. Tell me a little bit more about like, how do you grab those ideas and run with them? Sure. So um, usually what I do for whatever reason, um, I tend to start with a job of some sort. Like, oh, I'm really interested in the Coast Guard. What could I write about them? Or I'm really interested in a family that would own an adventure outfitting company. Like, what would that be like? And then once I have the job, I usually think, okay, where would that make sense to be set? Mm -hmm. Or is there a place I really, really want to learn about and write about? And then when I have the two of those, um, I usually will come up with the overarching um, some, you know, the grandfather was murdered or, you know, there was a mass shooting or there was, you know, in different Mm -hmm. scenarios. And then I will literally just sit down and start writing and, because I don't plot, it takes me at least three drafts to get what is considered my first draft for my publisher. So it's definitely not an easy route. Um, I, I wish I could plot sometimes because I feel like at least it would save me, you know, hundreds of pages. But that's just not the way God made mm-hmm. my brain work. So yeah, I'll sit down and write a first draft. It's kind of like fifty pages. It's really little. It's just basic ideas and scenes. And I'll write another one that's like a full book and then I'll rewrite that whole one. And then that'll be what I turn in first draft. Mm-hmm. So. And how long does it usually take you to do that? Yeah. So I usually, I do a book a year. Okay. Um, so, um, but then, you know, there's time for line edits and galleys and revisions. So I would say about nine months for a full book. So okay. about three months per draft usually. And I can imagine that's really hard taking things out that you really thought you loved or trying to make all that that link up together. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But it's fun and um I enjoy it. Um I think it would be if I ever got to the point where I didn't enjoy the process, I don't think I you know, that I'd still be writing because it's not easy for writers and they've gotta love what they're doing or Mm -hmm. you know why do it. So Yeah, I completely yeah. understand. So when the reader gets through this book, gets to the last chapter, turns the page, gets to that last period, shuts the book. What do you want them to take away from it? Oh, that's a great question. I I want them just to feel hope. I want them to feel that they are loved by God and that there's nothing that can take somebody so far from God that He can't reach them or work mm-hmm. in their heart, um, and that we all can find peace and forgiveness in God. Okay. And why do you think that storytelling is so important? Oh, I love storytelling. I, I love the power of story. Um, you know, Jesus is an example. And, you know, God wrote the Bible for us, Jesus, right. taught in parables. Um, it's, it's a way to convey things that people are more likely to sit and listen to than let's say, you know, me preaching at somebody, but if I'm telling a story that has a a faith element, Mm -hmm. you know, what my hope is, is that they're going to be inspired by that faith element and that they're going to enjoy that. And at the same time, I think just stories entertain, they give us an escape. They take us to different places. We get to meet new people. And I just think they're just so captivating. You know, it's, why I read tons of books myself so. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people find this book um so you can just go on my website dannypetry.com. it's on um amazon it's at baker books it's on barnes and noble so at your favorite retailers perfect perfect so you did say you teased a little bit about you've got a new series coming out what yes. can you tell us about that Sure. Um it's called Jeopardy Fall series. And as I mm-hmm. said, it's set in New Mexico. It's in a fictional town um in northern New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And uh the first book in the series is called One Wrong Move. And I just revealed the cover about a week ago, which I'm very excited about. And it follows a family of uh private investigators. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to, to go back to writing about a family. I haven't done it since Alaskan Courage. So mm-hmm hoping readers will want to get to know the McLeod family too. Nice. Well, Danny, thank you so much for spending time with us on the Christian fiction bookshelf podcast and everybody make sure to go and pick up her book. It's out now and make sure to subscribe below so that you don't miss another chapter. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to family fictions, Christian fiction bookshelf podcast. Stay up to date on all things, Christian fiction at familyfiction.com. Christian Fiction Bookshelf is produced by Ross Kluver, hosted by Jamie Vaughn, and edited by Brandon Woolham. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a chapter.